think one of the big things that I came home really present to was now my ability to handle stress in a different way because essentially you're taking your body through breathing, through breath retention, through cold immersion, you're taking your body from the parasympathetic state to the sympathetic state. So you're going from fight or flight to rest and digest and you're going back and forth. And so you're taking your body from a stressful place to a calm place. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. Here is Martin Grunberg. All righty then. Welcome back. Thank you very much, Habits to Goals listeners, H2G listeners. I have a terrific feeling about this. This is honestly, I just know this is going to be an epic show. <laughs> thank, thank you. I'm thanking me. I have, uh, I've gone deep into the archives here and I brought in a very special guest in guest into the studio. Mr. Reese Peluso. How are you doing, sir? I am excellent. Stoked to be here. Thank Say that louder. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm I'm really thrilled you're here. I want to share a bit of a story here for the listener before we get into kind of Reese's background and, and the great things Reese has been doing and why we have him here. So in order to do this, I need to time travel back unbelievably <laughs> to 1994. This is just freaky. <laughs> Um, and I kid you not, listener, you may or may not know this. If, if you listened back in season one, I'm sure I brought it up a time or two, uh, before, but my first foray into entrepreneurship was a company called Creative Kids Computer Camp. And it was just a fantastic adventure. Um, I met two gentlemen, my senior by 20 years, and that was 23 years ago, which is insane just to process. Um, and these guys, I was pushing, Reese, I don't even know if you know this, I was selling computers at a place called Computer City, selling Macs, like on the floor. The beauty of that job, honestly, was... I could surf every morning. I showed up at two and my, 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 my shift was two to 10. I'm not kidding. So the long and short of that is as the Apple specialist, I, I sold a bunch of Macs to one of these guys, a terrific gentleman named Duke. Then he came back, he bought more, he bought more. And next thing you know, him and his buddy Edmund are taking me to lunch and invite me up to their house and they wanted to start a consulting company. They live out in Poway area. And as we're talking about that, I'm 26, 27, something like that. I'm like, that would be great. But re- what I really want to do is have a kid's computer camp. And I got them really excited about this idea because there were two things for certain. It was, it was kids were the future and computers were the future. And so... 
lo and behold, there we were. Uh, a few months later, I was quitting my job. They had invested back this company with money. We bought a bunch of computers and we opened Creative Kids. And the reason I'm sharing this crazy story is one of my favorite students of all time is right here. And that's when I got to know, Reese, were you? So, Reese, you showed up at like 12 or something. I'm yeah. guessing 12 or 13. Probably 12. Now, my take is you probably didn't want to be there initially. I don't know if you even remember. No. Were I, your parents forcing you? No, not at all. Oh, really? You wanted to? Yeah. Sweet. I was a nerd. You were a nerd? I definitely wanted to be there, especially <laughs> especially after going once. I think I had gone to one other Oh yeah. computer place, and it was very beginner. Right. And I told my mom I never want to go back there, and she said, all right, well, we'll try this other spot. And Sweet. Yeah, I just remember wanting to go every time. I was like looking forward to it. Mario teaches typing. And <laughs> I think it was kind of the forefront of email and HTML and all sorts of. Yeah. So you're, it's like I said, it's 95-ish, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It's 95. You're 12 or 13. I'm, I'm teaching the classes by day, writing the, the curriculum, and then teaching adults at night, working, I don't know, seem like 18-hour days. Um, but the reason I bring this all up is that's how I met Reese. And, yeah, my whole philosophy of teaching computers to kids was to make it fun, make it competitive. So he brings up Mario Teaches Typing, which is where – Imagine you got 10 kids and their Mario's running across the screen and you're hitting the letter. And, and it was so fun, you know, uh, kids that, and, and effective that their typing would go from like 12 words per minute to, I mean, you were up to 40 and 50, I think. And it was, it was mind blowing, a terrific experience. Long and short of it is we continued to consult on the side and, my, my, my partners were like, this is very rewarding teaching kids. And it was, but we're making more money with less effort consulting to, you know, IT to businesses. So we, we relocated, we quietly shut that down, which was a real shame because I, I had kid students for the full two years. Yeah. I mean, the whole two years that we were open. The other thing that was a bit crazy is, we did a fairly good job of marketing. The internet was relatively new. And I have still to this day, I've kept, I have emails, people wanting to franchise, hmm. but we just didn't want to be that franchise that was making money selling franchises. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we just, we couldn't really figure out how to make it profitable for us. It just wasn't right. So that brings us back. That was a long intro, but it was fun a bit to reminisce and that brings us back to why reese is here was it three or four years ago and i'm so thankful you found me on facebook and i was just blown away yeah and you were like telling me i don't know why don't you share it i'm talking too much i don't even know <laughs> you don't what, remember i don't remember i think i was getting into web development and design and um Gosh, I don't remember. I think I had just gotten married. It was more than five years ago now. I oh, think. wow. But, um, okay. Well, I the way I remember it is, yeah, you just reached out. It was just like 
this is what I'm doing. And I think it was web development. And then you, you said something nice about creative kids and the experience and, and how it affected you. And, and I was really stoked. So since then we have been my little, I feel like a proud uncle, my, my 12 year old kid. Uh, and since then I've been able to get, see these updates on Facebook and Reese is, tell us what you're doing now. Um, now I have a boutique social media agency, work with a bunch of action sports brands. And then I also have a startup personal care company um, that we launched, I guess, October 2015. Um, and our first product was a all natural sunscreen and launched it on Kickstarter and basically funded the whole first round of production on there. And that's really know. amazing. You raised like almost 50 grand or something. Yep. And this is, I just want to tell you, listener, this uh, sunscreen is terrific. As you said, it's all natural, right? It's made out of. Um, it's a, like a coconut oil base with beeswax. Um, zinc oxide is obviously the active ingredient. We have an ingredient called thanaka, which is from okay. uh, ground up tree bark from a tree in um, Myanmar. And, you know, the history of Myanmar is that they uh, have been in civil war for a lot of years and, you know, is now coming open to travel. And, you know, if you ever go there, you Google people of Myanmar, you'll see pictures of they're wearing this white or I guess it's more of a yellow paste on their face. And one of our co-founders, he was traveling and living in Asia for a while and came across it. So when this idea of building this sunscreen came about, he said, oh, let's check out this ingredient. We should consider throwing it in there. And it sort of ended up being kind of the key ingredient that has really differentiated our product. And um, but everything that's in it, you know, is stuff you would find in your kitchen. You could actually eat it if you wanted to. Not that you want to ingest zinc oxide. Probably but, not. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's all safe ingredients, and it's you know made for performance. So you put it on, and you don't have to worry about putting sunscreen on for. I mean, according to the FDA, you can only say a certain amount of time. But I would say <laughs> longer than any surf session you could have, or whatever active you know sport you're doing. It, you know, we made it so. You can put it on, not have to worry about it, and just enjoy doing what you're doing in the sun. And, um, you know, obviously we have plans to expand the line and do other things right. outside of sunscreen. But um, and that's, that's kind of the That's called part. Manda, right? Yeah. M-A-N-D-A? M-A-N-D-A. And, and I just want to tell you, so I was part of that Kickstarter. Thank and, you. And, uh, yeah, I was stoked. So when I was in Nicaragua, that was my go-to... I mean, normally I don't put the stuff on, but down there it's yeah, <laughs> kind it's of a must yeah. and, uh, it worked fantastic. So now I want to get into now that the listener has some of our long history and background. Um, you went on a particular voyage not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago to Poland, right? Yep. In the, the, the polar ice caps almost. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell me about that. That's with Wim Hof. Yeah. Is it? Okay, go ahead. So um, I through a number of different avenues, I got turned on to this guy named Wim Hof. And he um, he's like a world record holder. He has 20-some-odd world records all based around um, extreme cold. Uh, he's 
hiked two thirds of the way to the top of Everest with only shorts on. Um, he has the longest underwater swim under, you know, a meter of ice. He has done marathons in, you know, the desert with no water. Uh, and his name, I just, it's, it's Wim. W-I-M-H-O-F. His website is WimHoffMethod.com. Oh, it's, it's only yeah. one F. Yeah. So how old is Wim these days? Uh, I think he's probably in his 60s. Um, he's definitely a very eccentric dude. Uh, I would say he is the epitome of being exactly who he is. You know, there's not this kind of... He's not projecting Eo, some crazy. Uh, yeah, aura. he's he's just um, he's just who he is, and and he's an amazing man, and he's spreading this method that he's developed through breathing and cold uh, exposure. Um, and I got turned on to him. I mean, I've been hearing about him from friends and other places, and he has kind of been pretty big in the surf community. And a friend of mine has a podcast and I listened to his interview on there and immediately after listening to it, uh, I reached out to a friend that I knew who had practiced his method and said, Hey man, I want you to teach me. And he came over and we did a breathing session and pretty much from there I was hooked. Uh, I got his 10 week course, um, where is that an online course or something? Online course, yeah. So you just go to the website. Just go to the website. It's like two hundred bucks, probably the best two hundred bucks I've ever spent. Um, <laughs> Besides actually, creative kids, yeah. Well, actually, I split it, I, I split the cost with my parents. Oh, okay. They both got into it, so that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, but from there, just dove in, and you know, so made it part of my life. Really, it's uh, you know, it's about. 20 minutes of breathing and then cold immersion, uh, whether it's an ice bath or even just a cold shower. Um, I had until about a week ago after getting back from Poland, I haven't, I hadn't taken a cold shower in eight months or a warm shower in eight months. So let's back up. It's one thing. I mean, we, we all hear about all sorts of incredible things and there's just, there's more things out there yeah. than we can possibly pay attention to so what what attracted your attention to begin with i i recognize you got friends you you value they're recommending it but but what do you what are you looking for what do you think it's going to bring um to you i think at the point you're first curious i think on a personal level i was just feeling in my body that i needed something else. Um, you know, surfing is kind of my only activity that I really partake in. I used to run pretty heavily in high school. Um, and you know, pretty much dropped that as soon as I went to college, you know, I feel like I've always been a pretty conscious eater, um, and always fairly healthy. I'm not like, you know, so health, health for me was a big thing. And, and just, I had been feeling different, you know, aches and pains right, in my you're, body you're from getting old older, at this point. 35. You're, you're so old, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm hey, kidding. No, no, trust me. Uh, I know. And so just not feeling like uh, the energy's right. I've just been feeling off, you know? Great. And, and That's what so, I'm looking for. Yeah. So nothing I've ever really done, I connected with. I mean, my wife's a yoga teacher. I, I've done yoga, um, you know, since having kids, that practice has pretty much fallen off just because if she's, 
teaching <laughs> or doing yoga, right. then I'm with the kids. And if I'm not, I'd rather go surf. And you have two daughters, right? Two daughters. And um, the oldest is five? She'll be five next month, and my youngest is one and a half. Sweet. So, um, yeah, just uh, that initial, uh, or just listening to him on that podcast in particular, you know, I don't know what he, what was said or what it was. I was just like, damn, I need to like, I gotta check, check this, this out. out. So, and, and it's funny because I had been talking to my wife about Wim, and she said, oh, you know, Luke, you know, knows or has been practicing his practice and he does all sorts of breathing. You should hit him up. And then I heard this podcast and I was like, I immediately pinged him after. I was like, dude, let's get together. (laughs) Great. So you're getting these signals from the universe from multiple directions and you're, you're like, I got to investigate. Yep. So he came over, we did a breathing session and I mean, really, I, I don't know how to fully explain it, but you feel high. And, you know, That's you're fine. getting high on your own <laughs> supply is what Wim, what Wim says. And you really are, you know, you feel uh, maybe a little bit of uh, lightheadedness, but then it kind of moves into this tingly, um, Euphoria. euphoric, yeah, oh. very light feeling. And you... Um, so you're saying that's his slogan, get high on your own supply, well, meaning, his meaning slogan is breathe motherfucker. But. Okay. Well, right. <laughs> Wait, we just went to the E for explicit, <laughs> Sorry, which is fine. No, that's cool. Um, um but yeah, essentially, <laughs> uh, you know, his whole thing is, you know, we are extraordinarily powerful human beings and we've been, this is what um, I'm looking for. Yes. we've been sort of suppressed we- by modern technology, um, by temperature controlled rooms, by so many Western, whatever technologies that we've lost our sense of what it means to be a human. And he's found a way to tap into that through the breath. And I mean, you think about it, your breath is like the life force that keeps you going. Right. Right. And so if you can control your breath, you can utilize it in various ways, which I've now learned through going to this retreat and doing his course, um, to where I have, I have my own, we all have our own medicine cabinet within us and we don't need to take drugs to, suppress a headache or to, I mean, he's doing crazy stuff with, you know, people who have all sorts of autoimmune diseases, um, even cancer and depression and all that sort of stuff. So, so let's uh, take this one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Cause this is all, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And that's where, I mean, you, you got into it there. So, so we are powerful far beyond what we have any capacity to really understand. Right. Um, and there's this, there's this primal force and it's driven, um, by our capacity just to breathe and to modulate our breath triggers things differently. He has discovered. Yeah. So I did a little research on this after yeah. you took off. Yeah. Um, the, it's called the autoimmune um, system. Yeah. But in autonomic, his autonomic in, nervous system. in his world, yeah. it doesn't have to be autonomic or right. automatic. Right. It's controllable. Yeah. Um, and he's demonstrated this. I saw this one documentary video 
where they inject him with a bacteria that should make him yeah. sick, Nicoli, basically. Right. And um, he does not get sick. And then they say, well, you're just one guy. Why don't we test? He said, go ahead and test my students. Yeah. So basically, he they injected him with the endotoxin. It's basically E. coli within 15 minutes, no signs of anything. Um, they said, wow, you're an enigma, you know, right. you've been t- practicing this for your whole life. He said, no way I can train a group of people in four days and they can do the same thing. So he took a group of, I think 12 people trained them four days. They all went into the hospital, same thing. They had a control group, you know, all the people are in there doing their breathing, doing their thing. You know, they're ask the doctors are saying, how are you feeling? You know, right. thumbs up, doing amazing. I'm like a 15. And then right. the control group in the other room, they're puking, they're right. on the ground and miserable. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, he's basically shown that things that we thought were uncontrollable, you know, because they are this autonomic nervous system that you can control them through your breath, through focus, through um, just mental concentration. concentration. Um, you know, it's a bit of, uh, I guess, meditation mixed in with breathing and all sorts. I mean, it sounds a little Conti- woo-woo uh, type of thing, but, you know, I mean, I've experienced it. So I, it, I, No, I, no, <laughs> and, and woo-woo is fine here. Um, you know, at the other end of substance is nothingness right i mean um everything has come from nothing but when i think about this idea that we people will take drugs to get high and you you touched on it you said it's weird to say but you feel like you're getting high well i guess my statement is that's really the I think that's the ultimate high everybody should be entitled to, which is a purely natural. And I think everybody's kind of experienced it at some point in their life, but to have it on demand and it's totally natural, that's got to be super addicting. And, um, and I've seen your posts. I mean, you're buying like freezers and you're, so let's go into. Because I got to keep an eye on, yeah, we're doing great on time. So you you just feel the urge. You, you put down the money, you buy the ticket, you're heading off to Poland. And what's the retreat like? Um, yeah, so Summary, five I, days, four well, days? Well, actually, I mean, the story goes back a little bit. So I got into doing the 10-week course, then, you know, obviously checking on his website. You know, he does these world tours. He goes around. He You know, I saw he was coming to L.A. and there was a course and, you know, I was like, okay, well, I want to take this and ended up signing up for it. Well, little did I know it actually wasn't Wim that was teaching it. It was his, his head teacher who basically teaches his academy. So it's this guy, Casper Vandermeulen. Vandermeulen. Yeah. He teaches, um, (laughs) he leads the academy. So Wim now has this academy where he's teaching teachers to be certified instructors. So, Casper, you know, young guy, he's about 30. Um, he's an old ex-science teacher. He is kind of, I don't know, more or less become my guru. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, I went to his course. Uh, it was a one-day thing, and it was pretty basic Wim Hof method. It was cool, but it wasn't exactly what I was hoping for. And then it turns out that the next day he was teaching a deep, deeper kind of class, master class. So I 
said, hey, man, can I stay? And he said, yeah, for sure. You said that's up in L.A.? Up in L.A. Okay. So, um, you know, he was in town for a month with Wim doing How many tour. How And uh, there was about 20 people. Got it. And so from there, I told him, I said, wow, man, this has been super powerful for me. Like, I and I want to learn more from you. I would love to do your the teacher training and, and just see what where it goes, you know. And he said, cool. And then so when they got the date set, he pinged me on Facebook and said, hey, you know, it's the dates are up. You should sign up quick. It's going to sell out. And then about, you know, I still was iffy on what I, if I wanted to do it because it's a huge commitment. I have two businesses. I have kids. How am I going to fit that into my life? Am I going to be a teacher? Like, what's the deal? You know? And then a week later he said, Hey man, I'm doing a deep dive Poland trip. Wow. And I was like, there it is. Boom. And so talked to my wife. She gave me the Paul pass (laughs) and signed up and basically, you know, took off by myself. Um, you know, one of the things that I guess, it was a week-long of, trip it to Poland? It was a six-day six trip to Poland, um, you know, and one of the kind of Casper's things is getting out of your comfort zone, and for me to go alone was definitely getting out of my comfort zone. I'm, I'm not like a loner-type person. I like to be around people, so hmm. that was already getting me out of the zone, and, um, you know, flew into Moscow, Moscow to Czech Republic, stayed the night um, in, in Prague, and then got on the bus with the rest of the crew the next day and drove out to Poland. We were there for six days. Prague. Yep. Um, wow. So there were how many people at this retreat? There was 26. There wow. was five girls. Uh, the rest, guys. Oldest was 64 years old. Incredible. And the youngest, he was probably, I don't know, early 20s. And, and this retreat culminates with a hike you, up a mountain you hike the in tallest like mountain negative 15 degrees. Hike the tallest mountain in Poland called Mount Schnetzka. Schnetzka. Um, and every, you know, with your shirt off, pretty much you're just wearing your boots and shorts and a beanie and a backpack. And it's how cold? It was minus 15 Celsius at the coldest point on the trip. Um, we actually did two hikes. So one of them was kind of, I guess the warm up, <laughs> a bit more gradual, easy, a bit easier. Um, it snowed the whole time for the most part on the way up. And then, um, you know, we did all sorts of training and, um, lectures, which was amazing to learn really the science behind it. Cause their whims whole thing is, you know, I don't want to just put this out there, no one's going to believe it unless it's tested by science. So everything they're doing, they are testing with, you know, now, from Harvard to Stanford to all sorts of universities, you know, they've rewritten uh, textbooks now that are showing some of the work that he's been doing. Um, this is, yeah, cutting edge frontier yeah. stuff. Well, I guess Definitely. we already, yeah, we already, we already, that we already busted. Um, so, yeah, we're the minus fifteen yeah, and degrees was, Celsius. So that's like forty Fahrenheit. No, so. it's colder than that. It's what? Uh, well, thirty-two is zero. Yeah, Celsius. no, I know. So I'm just, 15, I'm just it's I don't understand. How do you degrees. even? Wow, or less. Um. So yeah, I mean, basically, it's through breathing, focus, and obviously, you're hiking up a mountain. So you know, you're essentially staying warm, but, um, without a shirt on, you're no not shirt. staying that warm. Uh, I mean, you're breathing. I, mean, I was my, I was, there was only really one point on the, on the hike where I felt cold on the first hike. I was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was actually sweating 
And if there's one thing I know, and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally, in five years, the difference in your life will be largely based upon two things, the books you've read and the relationships you have fostered. Doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going? It's phenomenal. It's I, The more people I turn on to it, the more uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, check it out. Audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I'm going to say that again real quick. Audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. And that is the number two. And Anyways, just on the hike, you know, and... Um, That's almost dangerous, right? Because then the sweat freezes. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I guess more or less uh, you could get frozen sweat. I mean, I, it was never an issue. Wow. Um, but on the on the Mount Schnetzka hike, uh, you hike sort of up this steep section, a little bit icy, and then it plateaus, and you you get above the tree line, and you kind of come around this bend, and, and the wind kicked on, and that's really where it went sort of negative 15 and definitely had to like pull in and really bring the focus. Um, I was actually hiking. There was a few other instructors there as well that just wanted to learn from Casper and be a part of the pulling experience. Cause so Casper a, went to, yeah, he, he led the, he led the retreat. Wim actually wasn't there. Wim was not there. No. Oh, okay. I, I was, Wim was there. No, I, I haven't met Wim yet. Oh, okay. So, um, I'd just been on this sort of uh, journey with Casper, I guess. Got it. Um, he has a book that just came out that I read, you know, and which led me to really want to sure. learn from him more. Um, so, yeah, anyways, just on the hike, you know, uh, was hiking next to one of the other instructors and, and we kind of fell into the same pattern of our step and just really focusing on my breath. And, you know, next thing you know, you're at the base of this last you know, thousand meter, 800 meter climb to the top. And next thing you know, you're at the top and the clouds part and it's crystal clear, sunny, the most insane view. How, how high is this? Uh, 1600 meters. So wow. I don't know what that yeah. feet in feet is, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty much one of the most righteous moments of my life. For sure. <laughs> um, I bet. Yeah. Insane. But, you know, we did all sorts of stuff. We we went out in the snow every day with, you know, bare feet, walking around in the snow, just learning to feel your body and use your breath to kind of eliminate pain or, or distract yourself. And I guess, I don't know, you know. So one of the videos you posted was you in a uh, in a stream yeah. in the middle of the... Yeah, so the particular... How long, how long are you in that water? <laughs> um, I mean, I never really like pushed myself to right. try to stay in for super long, but you know, minute to two minutes, uh, was wow. enough. That's, that's pretty long. Um, but you know, I mean, kind of the whole thing is just letting go of your ego. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the, um, a lot of the what practice is really, what does that mean? Well, 
you know, part of the 10 week course is your, you time your, your breath retention. So essentially you do this hyperventilation breathing and at, after 30 to 40 breaths, you fully exhale and you hold your breath. And essentially you hold your breath for as long as you can. And, you know, the 10 week course has you, uh, timing your, your retentions and, and, that's when you really find the ego coming into play is you're looking at your clock like, okay, I'm two minutes. Okay. I got to stay longer, you know? And and then it just becomes this whole like, Oh, I got to three minutes, you know? And it's like this whole ego play. So after a while I just stopped timing my retentions. And, you know, for me, like going in the cold, it's not really about how long you can stay in there. It's actually, you know, it's really just getting in, getting control of your, you know, you get in the water and you're you like can't breathe, you know? Right. So it's like getting your breath back and, and basically getting under control. And then once right. you have that, and then so the last thing you're thinking about is, is time. Yeah. You're just present. You're in the moment. And yeah. so time is irrelevant and that can happen when your ego is checked. Well, yeah. And I mean, I, I'm sure people time how long they go in the water, you know, and, um, and, right, right. and you, people push it and that's when you get into trouble or you get, you know, hypothermia or whatever. Um, but like I said, it's really like once you go in and you get out of breath and then you get back in and you get centered, right. then the practice is so over. I, I recognize in a podcast, it's, it's not probably the ideal, um, medium to, to do this, but I, it's, it's just deep breathing. Yeah. So you breathe all the way in. Breathe in all the way out. Nope, not all nope. the way out. So it's oh yeah, it's a full deep breath in, and then it's just half breath. You out. just let it go. You mm. know, it's not like a full like breathing all the way to the bottom to where you have nothing, no nothing left. Okay. It's just a let go, like a you know. So you're just pumping yourself full of insane oxygen. So you're just basically hyperoxygenating your body, your blood. You um, you actually are changing your pH. You're more than anything, you're expelling as much CO2 as you possibly can. Huh. Um, and, you know, I... Is that because oxygen and CO2 can't exist in the same place? So they're fighting for space? Yep. And so oxygen is just winning because well, you're, you're packing you're, you're that breathing in. You're in yeah, more yeah, than, I get you're, it. than you're exhaling out. So, um, and and then you go into your retention, so you hold your breath and... and um, you know, that's where kind how, of the mental focus comes in. How many in your mind and meditation? How many breaths do you take before you hold your breath? 10, 12, uh, 5? 30 to 40. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're really packing it in there. Yeah. And that's you, incredible. You know, your first round. Of yeah, you're beat, probably like tingling. Yeah, your hands tingle. Oh, my goodness. Your ears start ringing. You get a little lightheaded. You can even get um, sort of muscle contractions. It's called tetany, which basically your hands sort of, if you've ever like gone surfing in cold water and yep. you, your hands kind of like go into oh, the claw yeah. and you get cramped. It's like that. And you right. kind of have to breathe your way through it. Um, so how dangerous is this for, I mean, and I say that because people can hyperventilate and you can pass out. You can, you can, uh, pass out you can totally sure. pass out. You can definitely pass out. Um, so don't do this while you're driving. Don't do it while you're driving. Don't, don't do, do it while you're swimming. Yep, not, anywhere no. near water. Yeah. Do not do this in your, Bathtub or pool or ocean. Yep. Controlled so, environment, lay down on the ground. Make sure somebody's around. Yeah. Well, I do it by myself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
You're, yeah, you're a know, pro now. Are you, now are you certified? I'm not. No. Okay. Um, I think that's probably my next step. Got um, it. you know, after coming back, just, uh, what I got out of the 40 trip would, breaths. Wow. would be, you know, if I could offer that to someone else, that would be a gift for me. Sure. Um, well, I imagine. And then I think just for personal knowledge, you know, the more I can learn about it. And, and like I said, Casper has been a major influence on my life and, and he's like a, I don't know. He's just a wealth of knowledge. And, you know, this whole method What's his is, book? Uh, it's called mind lift. Um, it's uh does does Wimmy Wimmy have a book too? Uh Wim has a book. You get it for free if you don't if you buy his course. Um, <laughs> it's called Becoming the Iceman. Becoming the Iceman. That's what I gotta do. Yeah. You get my book free if you buy my course. <laughs> Becoming the Iceman is his book. Becoming um, the Iceman. And I would actually for anyone looking for a just a good intro, just go to vice.com and search Iceman, and there's a 20-minute documentary that Vice... I think that's the one I saw. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, they go they, to they, The guy kind of reminds me of you that's yeah. running around there. Yeah, so that was in that Did cascade. you know that guy? No, I was in that cascade that right. swimming but in. Right, but you, you don't know the producer? No. I swear, I've been watching it, I'm like, dude, that could be Reese. <laughs> um, all right, so... We got the technique, we got the background, we have the benefits. Just personally from the experience, uh, you, I mean, you've said a lot and maybe there's, there's nothing that comes to mind, but, but like the one big, if there's one big or three big, the takeaway, how it changed the person that arrived and the person that left. Uh, it could just be the knowledge. It could be the experience. It yeah, could be I mean, I think enlightenment. All, it could all be all that. Sorts of things. Um, I think one of the big things that I came home really present to was now my ability to handle stress in a different way because essentially you're taking your body through breathing, through breath retention, through cold immersion. You're taking your body from the parasympathetic state to the sympathetic state. So you're going from fight or flight to rest and digest and you're going back and forth. And so you're taking your body from a stressful place to a calm place. And so I like that rest my, and digest. Yeah. So, you know, versus fight or flight. Yeah. yeah. So you, you know, my ability or I guess my, I don't even know if it's an ability now. I wouldn't say it's an ability. It's more because of a practice. It's something still. you had. Yeah. Well, already. it's a practice to be able to, I don't know, be present to it, but, um, just, you know, things that would tip me off, you know, I'm a, I'm a definitely an emotional person and, you know, get really fired up about things. And, and now I've noticed things that would get me aggravated or, you know, amped up, just, it kind of doesn't really affect me anymore. Um, and then just, I guess one of the biggest things that I came across was just my, uh, my own love for myself. <laughs> I don't think I ever really realized how much I love myself and just by going through all these things and, and really realizing how amazing we are as human beings. Um, and, and just, you know, having the presence to, to just be happy with who I am really. Um, and, it, and I had a couple like pretty deep releases, um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of different breathing me methods out there. And, um, my friend who got me into the method, he, uh, he always asked me, Oh, have you had any like releases? And no, no, you know, and of course then I go there and I'm doing deep, intense breathing for an hour session and, you know, 
all of a sudden start crying for 20 minutes and I don't know why. And so wow. had like kind of some deep releases like that. And then just like after reflecting on, you know, like I said, just loving myself and then just opened me up to realize how much I love my family and my wife and my parents and my kids and all this stuff. And then it's actually pretty weird. So the last day, which is the culmination of the trip hiking Mount Schnetzka, I woke up in the morning really feeling sick and I felt terrible. And, you know, we, our mornings started by going downstairs in this basement and doing our breathing for an hour or whatever. And, you know, I, I was feeling terrible. And I said, Casper, like, dude, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, right. I feel like I'm sick. And he's like, you know, just <laughs> listen to your body. You are not just, sick. Yeah. No, just, just <laughs> right. listen to your body, breathe slow, you know, and, and got into the breathing and, and had kind of like this one, like last little, I don't know, two minute cry. And then it just like turned into like the most pure happiness, joy. Like I was laughing and wow. smiling and happy and, and I didn't necessarily feel better, but I felt this energy like, okay, I, this it's on, you know, like I can do this and got into the bus and we bust out 20 minutes out to the mountain and got out and was completely terrified. Like, you know, your mind takes over and holy crap, I was just sick you know, an hour ago and how am I going to do this? And I'm going to bar from the side of the, the, right. the, you know, the trail and just whatever, what I, you know, focused and got back in the zone and I was good, but, um, just had this, like that, that release was just like insane. I've never had anything happen like that before. Um, and you attribute that. I think to it's part, the- I think it's, uh, part of the breathing, um, putting obviously myself in these situations where my body is just like going crazy and experiencing these feelings that I've never experienced before. And, you know, you, like I said, your breath is such a deep, um, ingrained thing in your body and, and just, you know, breathing out all these toxins. And, and I think, and one of the things too, was during that breathing where I, I said, I had like this kind of like small cry and then complete happiness. I had this crazy sweat that all of a sudden just came over me and it was like toxic smelling. And so, you know, I think it was just like all these toxins coming out of my system. And, and, um, so I don't know, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, physiological changes that were happening in my body. And, you know, I was waking up in the middle of the night. I had just my, you know, my underwear on and, and sweating and hot and, you know, like how to like rip the covers off. And, you know, it's just like you're activating things in your body that have never been. Activated yeah. And this is forgotten. over the course of, you know, five, six days. And so, yeah, yeah, that's a deep, what is, I guess, scientifically they, they're discovering or somebody's labeled fat, brown fat versus something else. So what, what is, so, what is that? And how does that relate to being able to sustain, uh, kind of colder temperatures? <laughs> so essentially we all know what white fat is. That's, you know, our normal fat in our body. Um, and recently there's been a discovery of brown fat and it's actually a tissue called brown adipose tissue, BAT. Um, and it's like a hyper concentration of mitochondria. Mitochondria are brown. 
So that's why it looks brown. Explain what mitochondria is that's the, for everybody else, not me. That's the energy <laughs> energy factories in your body. So they basically are what's creating and giving you energy. That has nothing to do with bacteria? Nope. <laughs> um, okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, so br- uh, brown fat is, is babies have it, you know, and that's why babies can – regulate their body temperature you know they can't shiver they don't have the they don't shiver the muscular ability bone control to whatever to shiver so essentially they activate brown fat it burns brown fat burns white fat and um it gets you warm sounds racist (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) so that's it's been kind of a new discovery of like you know brown fat in the body and you know, over time, as we get older, it's thought that brown fat, we lose it and it goes away. Um, but now they're finding that you can reactivate it or create it, create it, grow it. Do you have to eat something special or is it part of the breathing activation? It's it's through cold. So essentially, you know, you think about, I don't know, homo erectus or whatever, you know, like centuries and centuries ago, these people living out in nature and, you know, wearing nothing but a loincloth, right. if even that, and right. they're able to survive. They discovered fire. Temperatures, even pre-fire, <laughs> no, you know, right, like, right, right. Um, and, and so, and animals, other mammals, you know, living out in cold environments and. Um, yeah, what the hell is a polar bear doing? Well, <laughs> yeah, I've, they probably have brown fat. They, they but anyway, do. so, uh, you know, through cold immersion, you can sort of reactivate brown fat. So that's a Another part of the practice that we were doing was these different techniques to activate brown fat. And it's pretty crazy once you learn how to tap into it. And, you know, you're obviously, I was obviously doing intensive cold training. So, um, you know, I think it, it started to come into play. So like I was saying, I waking up in the middle of the night, like sweating hot and it's, I'm in a cold room, um, or, you know, even just after going in this cold frozen cascade and getting out of the water and doing the activation and literally being able to generate heat by doing a couple techniques and then move the heat throughout my body. Um, like Tai Chi. It looks like Tai Chi. And then it's actually, it's, it's, um, I guess it's just like muscle activation, you know, so almost like flexing, um, particularly, uh, like, the base of your your neck and through your back runs you down your flex spine. The base of your neck, yeah, the so back of your yeah. So it's like kind of like you're flexing and you do like is that because I mean that's where your that's spinal where, column is. Yeah, or? and that's where the brown fat grows. Really? It, yeah, it's down so your, your spine. And how do you test for brown fat? How do you know you have any? Uh, well, I think a, they have to like I don't know what they put the dye in your body, okay. you know, like they would test for cancer, okay. cancer type of wow. thing. Um, and that's, I think how they came across it. Um, so anyways, Wim, you know, he obviously has years and years of exposure and he can just look at ice and generate heat. So, um, so yeah, just learning how to do that too. And, and now, you know, I go into, uh, I have a little ice, 
tub that I go into every day. At your house. Yeah. I bought a basically a deep freezer. You what know, about like the old cryogenic? It's different. And it is. from my understanding, it's not as effective. I'm just I'm just looking for yeah. your take. Yeah. Uh, I mean I don't have any experience with it, so I can't really speak to it. Got um, it. but based on you know It sounds like they're not mutually exclusive actually. Yeah. I mean one is there's something and, about, and I have very surface level knowledge. I think there's something about, about the actual uh, liquid um, yep. going into cold water that affects you differently than standing in a cryo chamber and right. getting sure. you know, cold air Blasted. blown on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I bought a deep freezer and filled it with water and turn it on and leave it on overnight and then wake up in the morning, obviously unplug it before I get in. but. Right. Good idea. Get in there and, uh, you know, that's my, my cold therapy. You know, like I said, I was just taking cold showers, obviously being in San Diego. Um, the water was not even cold until, um, you know, I guess November, December. So it wasn't really even a challenge. Um, but now I have this, so it's definitely my daily morning challenge. <laughs> well, this has been incredible. And so for the person listening that maybe just wants to test a little, they can try – well, first of all, they should probably go to the website. Yeah, I would they say watch, look at, watch the Vice documentary, uh, vice.com, vice search Iceman. Dot com, Iceman. And then, I think it's on YouTube too. It's I think on that's YouTube. where I found it. Yep. And um, then he has a free – I think like two or three free videos that you can watch. And then if you want to learn more, then do the course. And you don't need to buy a freezer. Yeah. You can just take cold just showers. Cold showers. And and that's how the the um the course starts is you know you just take your normal shower and then you just end with cold, um, and then you gradually work your way up and you know if you want to get into the ice or if you live in a cold place then that's the best way to do it. Well, this has been incredible. <laughs> Seriously, uh, I got a few closing questions that we tend to do on the show. I cool. can't believe I missed the GTR. Oh yeah. Do you have a GTR? As we. What is the GTR? Jay, good things report. Good things report. Well, I have to say, we I don't usually know if this, kick off the show. I don't know if that. this really like is a good things report, but um, you were probably one of the biggest influences into me surf- <laughs> me surfing, which has now wow, led, knock on wood, humbling, which has now led to my career, and which is now probably led how to you your wife. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, Led to my career, which is based in action sports, surfing, um, which has also led to me, you know, finding Wim Hof. Um, So thanks to you. Well, that's funny. I think you're reading my notes or something. So normally never is my GTR like the guest. But but for me, I'm just, I am, uh, this is my GTR. The fact that we're here 23 years later. Yeah. You're a fine young man of 35. You got two kids and you're, I remember one of the first things on Facebook, it was your proposal and it was like in Africa or something, which was insane. That's a great video. I'm writing a note, link to that. So anyways, that's my GTR, A, that we're both alive and uh, we're reconnecting here in person versus Facebook. So. All right. Well, usually, Reese, this is the way we wrap it up. Just a few uh, kind of quick fire closing questions. Yep. How? Because if, and I know you are still listening, obviously he's 
He's thoughtful. He's caring. He's creative. And so for people like that, I love to know things like, how do you define success? Wow. Um, <laughs> Put him on the spot. Wham. I guess just uh, success is if you can wake up in the morning and be happy with what you're doing and where you're at, you're successful. And I feel like uh, my success is very rich right now. <laughs> I don't think I've ever felt uh, just as much power and uh, love and just excitement for life as I do right now. I mean, yeah, I would say that's, that's for me. And that's a fantastic definition. All right. We're moving to question number two, your three best habits, three best habits. Uh, it is well, called habits to goals, breathing, um, breathe. morning breath practice. Oh. So my morning now consists breathe MF or yeah, my morning now consists of waking up and doing my breath practice 20 minutes. Um, then straight to my ice bath. So there's two. Um, and the next habit would probably be, uh, waking up and kissing my wife first thing in the morning. I don't know if she we'll would see say that I do that every night or every we'll, morning, but well, I try to. Hey, good man, man. Like I said, thoughtful, caring, and uh, certainly creative. So how about a bad habit? You don't – I always give people the option to not answer this, something they're trying to uh, replace with a good habit. Anything um, you're I've trying always, to do less uh, of? I've always – had the habit of biting my nails uh, pretty much forever. But so, not now, not since whim. Uh, well, I'll still do, but I would say maybe a bit less. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's probably it. So that's probably my worst. I don't know why I'm reminded of this. Last thing, wasn't it his son? So you were saying how he's really, he, whim, really kind of low-key. So in that documentary, what I got out of it at one point it's his son who's like, this is incredible. Yeah. And you have to give it a name. So yeah. it's called the Wim Hof Method. Yeah. And he's the one who's promoted it and marketed yeah, it. He and run, otherwise, he runs the business. And, all his kids. He has five kids, I think, and they're all involved. And it in the was business. tragic. The, the origination of it was his wife passed away. His wife, well, killed Committed herself. Suicide, yeah. yeah. So that's for another day. We'll continue with the closing questions. Yep. Um, Stop biting your nails. <laughs> Transformative book. One of your favorite books. could be anything. Well, I got two that come to mind. My favorite book of all time is Shantaram by Gregory David Roberts. Shantaram? Uh, Shantaram, yeah. S-H-A-N-T-R-A-M, I think. Shantaram, yeah. All right. Um, and then my latest is, is Mind Lift Casper's book, my nice. Lift. Uh, gosh, I'm forgetting the entire name. That's fine, but that's pretty unique. Mindlift.com with Google, <laughs> the chances are good they're going to find it. Yeah, and actually, another great book if you want to learn more about Wim Hof and this whole kind of thing is uh, a guy named Scott Carney just came out with a book called uh, "What Doesn't Kill Us," and it's a really good Insane. easy read. And he goes. He basically goes to Poland to try to debunk Wim as a, a fraud and ends up transforming his life and going on this whole journey of 
all sorts of crazy stuff and hikes Kilimanjaro with Wim and his shorts, world record time. Crazy. Insane. All right. Final question. Favorite app slash website slash tool, something you can't live without. And that does the, the, the smartphone is not, it can be a, it, it just can't be the phone itself. <laughs> That's the, oh, the rule for the question. I have a lot of apps that I use. Uh, I mean, your favorite, something new you tripped upon, something worth sharing. Uh, I mean, the podcast app is probably my number one used app besides. That's right. That's where Dropbox. Habits to Goals is yeah. subscribed to, of course. Um, podcast app. That works. Yeah. Although chances are good if they're listening, they, they got that one. have that. Uh, <laughs> shoot. Just, I don't know. It's probably Surfline. Nah, I'm not a big <laughs> Surfline fan. Oh, uh, really? I mean, for work, obviously, Instagram, that's like everyone cares about Instagram, Instagram, huh? But, uh, yeah. That is fair. Well, Reese, this has been an absolute treat on so many levels. Like I said, I mean, setting it up from the get-go, my creative kid. (laughs) I am, like I said, a proud uncle. I'm uh, just honored, blown away. You've come out to the studio here. And uh, just thank you so much. It's thank great. You. I can't wait to just keep following your journey and cool. and see how not just the Wim Hof method, but kind of how all of it unfolds. I love what you're doing with Amanda as well. So thank you again. Thank High you. five or over the mic. And uh, do you have any closing comments, parting shot? No, uh, thank you. Which is fine. There's I nothing. Have, I have some pretty strong memories of some photos and video of you getting tubed at Porto Escondido <laughs> and that I can still recall. And I think, like I said, that's probably what got me really uh, so interested funny. in surfing. Wow. That's mind blowing. Yeah. yeah, that was a great trip. Um, all right. So with that, we say goodbye. 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 Excellent job. Thank you. We'll see you at the next episode.